Goyard. And the lights there. Okay, never mind. If someone comes in, I'll take it. Okay, right. Hello and welcome to the CFC Tour podcast. It's me, Alex, your usual co-host. I'm joined by my regular host as well, and Mr. Mr. Reliable in in Amart. And yeah, we're going to be going going to be digesting our very interesting and. I'll just be frank, lucky win against Leeds, a 3-2 win. And yeah, really, just before we get into it, I just want to say a bit of a big thank you, really, because I think we did a bit of an episode count and we're on 87 now. And we'll we'll hopefully make a really nice birthday or make some kind of cake for Mohammed to I'll, I'll kind of send it there when when we're done because yeah it's it's it wouldn't be possible without him putting it all together and it sounds crazy that we're getting closer to the hundred mark. But yeah, Mart, man, how are you doing? It's it's uh, that game. I don't think it was good for any of our any of our hells, really. It was quite a rough one, yeah, I'd yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was difficult because we didn't really know whether we were winning or we're losing or. We're... <laughs> when 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 they pulled that when they pulled that last goal and they scored that last goal, I I I was getting Zenit flashbacks to be honest. <laughs> It it, it 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 was almost like a carbon copy of the Zenit game. Like they got a goal, so then they came back, and it, and it's it's we were just lucky, like you said, we were very very lucky to go out with it, and we we have Jorginho's safe boots to always score penalties for us. So. Yeah, man, like Rudiger winning both of our pens today. <laughs> it's just that, that would have been a really great bet, I must say, to Rudiger to win two penalties. I don't think that's been done since I think it was uh, someone put tweeted out saying I think 2010, Yuri Zirkov, I think it was. And he won um yeah, two penalties in a game. Hazard never Hazard never did it, which is yeah, it's pretty crazy. And the fact that that was broken by Antonio Rudiger of all people. So yeah, that was an interesting one. And I mean, before we get more into it, I mean, might as well just get straight into it. I mean, yeah, the pens. Just, I mean, it was great to, yeah, I'll just say flat out the first penalty. I think we're, we're both in agreement that it's a little weird that they kind of go, they, the way that the defender comes into Rudiger and kind of scissors him almost. But yes, it's just a little bit, the soft one, really. It didn't really seem like there was much in it from a thinking of it as a penalty. Yeah, I think, I think that penalty. It was solely based on the intent behind it. The mm. way we went in for that tackle. That is what the referees were looking at the most part to me, to be honest. Like I said, I, I, like you said before we started recording, I didn't think it was a penalty. I didn't think it was a penalty at mm. all. Because Rudiger wanted it. You could see Havertz was open. He could have passed Havertz easily. And then we could try and get a goal mm. from there. But he was already on his way down. You could see his knees were already bent. And then he went down. And then the acting we did afterwards was like, like, <laughs> unbelievable like the acting was unbelievable like yeah. 
he deserved an Oscar for that. The way he was so willing and crying or like shouting <laughs> all around. But, but we, we still got the penalty. Yeah. We still got the penalty. We'll take it. I wouldn't be happy, I wouldn't be happy if another team did that against us at no. all. Be happy. <laughs> it's Chelsea, it's really good. We take it like that. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean we want to make up for it anyway with the Alonso Alonso conceding one uh, one early on, and I think I kind of got straight into the goals where I could probably talk about it in a bit of a bigger picture and yeah, just conceding two goals and but winning getting that third one in the in extra time is just it's, it's not been done in years as well. I think that's what we like we never score extra time winners, so it just seems pretty unusual to actually. Yeah, to probably score, but I think yeah, getting into the earlier parts of the game, along I didn't catch the first 10, 20 minutes of it or so, but it seemed from pretty early on it was the normal service resumed for Marcus Alonso, and just it seems like every team now it seems to target him and just the massive space that he leads behind whenever he goes on his little adventures up the pitch, and yeah, so I think it's. We don't really have much choice, do we? In the, it's him or Sal, really, at left wing back for now. And yeah, what, what did you really make of him today? I mean, he kind of made up for his performance at least, but still a bit of a liability. Yeah, I think, like you said, he made up for the, the performance, like the goal that he gave away, the penalty that he gave away, he made it up, like, I think, by assisting Mount, right? He, he yeah. the one who assisted Mount. It was a very clever. It was a very clever cross to as well, very hit, like well hit low cross directly to the boots of Mount and Mount with a very, very excellent finish. But yeah, like like I said, he's nowhere near the level of Joel. You know, like you said, nowhere near the level of Joel. We've missed Joel a lot. Anytime, anytime Alonso plays, we we, we see how important Joel is. We really do because the pace is not there. The, I don't know. We, at least with Alonso, we knew that his offensive abilities were great. And even that, we are not even seeing that from him. Yeah. And I think in the second half, he was in control a bit mm. in the defense, but he was going head to head with the least players and they were always, they were most times beating him. Mm. So I don't know, I don't know, man. I, I, we don't have an option now, that's the thing. We don't have an yeah. option, so we have to play him. But until Joel comes back, we have to play him. And I, I hope he gets better. But, but when the season started, when Joel, when Joel wasn't really playing, he was really good. It was really, really good. Alonso was really good. And people were even saying that, do we really need Chilwell to come back and play and stuff like that? But when Chilwell came, we saw the massive difference Chilwell made on that left on that left side. So, And now that he's gone, we are seeing it. We are seeing the deficit that he's left there. So I think we just have to hope that Chilwell comes back early, cope with Alonso. At least we won today. So let's hope it continues. <laughs> It was a very typical Alonso assist, I must say, indeed. Robbing the ball back, robbing the ball off a player, pushing, pushing their right back over, sprinting down the byline for a low, low cross, and then great finish from Mount as well. To be fair, it's not the easiest of finishes on your left foot coming into the box. So that was really class from him. And but yeah, Alonso, it's just he's, he's inevitable. His inevitability is. Is in itself inevitable. It's just he, whenever he's in the, whenever he's in doubt over how bad he's playing or how much of a liability he is in defence, and no matter how much they target him with uh, things like, I mean, yeah, considering the penalty early on, he'll come up, turn up with moments like that. So, what he really needs to do is be played left wing. So the, I, 
maybe once Shoal's back, if, if we're ever out of depth for left, left wing spot, which seems pretty unlikely considering our, how stacked our attackers. Yeah. 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 He's maybe not so, but just for being who, who, who might who are we to complain of Marcus Alonso being who he is? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's, it's, it is a shame. But um, yeah, it was silly. Think, I don't think the same Marcus Alonso we need no. from like the Conte era and like his pace has continued to go down because already he wasn't really that fast under 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 Conte, mm. but the pace has already dropped and dropped and dropped. But the players around him too are getting faster. The players that he's marking are getting faster and faster. And I think yeah. because they know they know Alonso is slow, they deliberately put fast players on him. So then then he he continues to lack and he can find him back. But like we just have to we just have to we just have to cope with him. There's no option. Yeah. He is the option. He's the left wing back for basically probably another month, two months probably, unless we yeah. recall Matson. And, and yeah. I, it's and I think it's it'll probably get to it'll probably come to a decision where it's like oh I, uh, how Alonso, how bad Alonso can truly get in defence without at least being able to make up for it with his with the other assistant goal bef- before Matson comes in and because genuinely at this point he probably do a much better job defensively. So it's yeah, it's a bit of a sticky one, but we just have to kind of hold it out really with Alonso it seems. But l- like you said, actually with the whole um, pace and. With players kind of targeting him, there like Leeds attack today was very much a FIFA-y kind of uh, lineup in a way. It was it, with Dan James up top, very much the pacey choice. <laughs> but yeah, him and Rafinha up top, and they they both look pretty threatening. So and it it did kind of show we we didn't really look. I think when we were trying to pass out from the back, it looked like we were playing a little game of hot potato. We were just <laughs> kind of we were just kind of throwing it around a bit and. It's weird. Maybe it's because Mendy's just not. He's just not really got the confidence to play play out with his feet. But I've seen. I saw so many times in that game where we just didn't have an option, and Mendy would just hoof it, which is is fine. We we complained about Mendy not doing that and conceding a penalty out of it before. So it's it's a shame, but it's just. I I guess that's the effect when you have teams that will press you high up, and I mean most teams in the Premier League do that anyway, but. They they did Leeds did do a good job of that and we, we were barely able to properly play out of Leeds's um or press really I think we had to go long we went along a lot in this game so yeah it definitely wasn't easy was it to kind of just to it, yeah it wasn't a comfortable game to play at all yeah yeah I completely agree I think with with the issue of playing from the back I think sometimes um. I don't know whether it's a new trend or something, but I've noticed that a lot of teams nowadays decide to play from the back. They decide to pass out from the back to maintain uh, possession and then um, um, start a proper build-up into the final third. But I don't know, sometimes when, like in on days like this, when the whole defense is shaky, because even Thiago Silva looks shaky at, at times today, mm. and, he, and he is mostly the, the, the calmest person in defense. Sometimes today he was caught off sometimes he, he made the wrong passes and then sometimes he made a, a short pass and the other player had to run and come for it and I don't think it's just I think it's the whole defense the whole defense has just I don't know whether it's a lack of confidence or it's fatigue I don't know what it is mm-hmm. but 
it's affecting all of them. So they shouldn't really, they, if, if you are playing from the back, you shouldn't make too many passes. Sometimes you make too many passes from the back, like you need to make one or two passes and then move it forward. Or you make too many passes, sometimes it passes to Aspida, as he passes back and he passes to really that passes back. And then like the pressure is on him because if you continue to pass back, then most of their players now start coming towards you. And there was one, there was one instance I remember where he, he slipped, he even slipped, but he was able to get the ball out. So that was very, very fortunate. Rafinha and James were on him and he slipped and he kicked it out. And but he made very, very good saves. So at least that that covers the the mm. the, the, the yeah. those mistakes as well. Yeah. I found it pretty funny. There were a couple of um interestingly uh or with tweets with some interesting intentions were saying that Kepa would have saved that penalty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> after it was after all the put it into context after all the tweets of Kepa I think, I, think I, I think I also I also said it I also said it too when I was when I was watching because I said I said it because Kepa is way better at penalties than uh, yeah we couldn't sub him on such a shame <laughs> just for that one just for that one moment we just, just yeah use two yeah, substitutes like to moments like that sometimes I wish the the substitute system works like the like the NBA. Yeah. Going and come, going and come. <laughs> like the, like it took yeah. really help. Yeah. Like you can you can sub like you can sub Kepa in. Mm-hmm. He comes to save it, sub him out, yeah. put back in. Like that would be good, but and it doesn't work in football like mm-hmm. that. So but but yeah I also said that I also said that because they both have they, they clearly have strengths. Both of them clearly have strengths and both of them clearly have weaknesses weaknesses. The same way sometimes somebody mm-hmm. cuts like okay the Zenith team the last the last minute shot that they had, somebody also said that Mendy would have saved that. Mm. You understand? Like Mendy would have saved it because yeah. the it's long uh, shots uh, they weak Kepa's weakness. That, yeah, that's Kepa's weakness. And the fact that too that he was also he's also shorter than Mendy. So if Mendy died for that, Mendy would have had a better chance at reaching that than Kepa. But Kepa still reached it, but like many would have had a better chance. The the fact like whether he would have saved it or not, we can't tell because it still could have hit Mendy's hand and gone in. So we can't we can't really tell. But because of the height difference, you can just tell that Mendy would have gotten the better. But with the penalties, Kepa is clearly better than Mendy. Mendy has only saved one penalty since he came to Chelsea. And that was thanks to Aguero deciding to mm-hmm. put it on the plate for him. So yeah, I think he Mendy also has to work on penalties because we need you to we need you to yeah. start scoring. Uh, That's why we have Kepa there to teach him up, train him up, teach him his secrets. Yeah. They should train each other because it seems like yeah. Mendy is helping yeah. Kepa. Kepa is becoming better because of the competition. He's mm. becoming better, so Mendy should also learn from Kepa and figure out how to save yeah. penalties. We need to combine them in a lab and just put all their qualities <laughs> just just together <laughs> to form. Uh, Mepa, 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 is like grand, grand Mentpa is like grandpa's <laughs> cousin or grandpa, Mentpa, or or Kep, Kepi, Kependi, <laughs> Kependi and Mep, Mentpa. <laughs> that 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 would work if if only we could do that. If only we could do it, and yeah. I mean, if, if we were merging players, you can also make the Kaku and Venna to us. Yeah. yeah. That's giving me a good idea for later. We'll talk about it. But um, yeah, so it's it was a weird one with the whole you know, the penalties. We don't really have much of a chance, so they score. But yeah, after we're a little nervous at the back, but then thankfully 
we, we get towards the second half and just really good to, <laughs> I just don't understand it out of context how can, how can your centre back we haven't even come from a corner or anything how can the centre back be dribbling or up the byline like thinking trying to cross what I, yeah makes no sense to me but you love to see it though from Georgie like you know you've seen all the stuff about him having the pain in his back and he's still playing through it just because he has to or because it's like an indirect insult in a way to sell if you think about it which is a little bit weird but yeah it's playing him through pain but still scores still scores two penalties and still scores a 94th minute winning penalty like it's just ice it's just ice in his yeah. veins ice not in his veins everywhere it's just, yeah. yeah and, I, and I think that with the second penalty, Meli, Meli wanted to get in his head a bit. Yeah. And got, got, yeah. got your that. But he, he, put in a, he put in a different, put in the opposite direction. <laughs> Meli thought he was going to go in the other direction, put in the opposite direction. Yeah, but yeah. to be fair, I think Meli also kept them in the game a lot. He made some good saves. Some very, very, very good saves. If it wasn't for him, they would have probably lost by first half but yeah they they his penalties are just I, i've said it time and time again i don't like how he takes his penalty i don't like i don't like that kind of will he will he won't he kind of penalty mm. but that kind of penalty is not really i don't know i don't it's not my favorite style of taking penalty the penalty the players force and then take penalty and then, and then take the shot and it's it's not my favorite the penalty i think mean, the, the way lampard takes penalty is the best for me like Pick your spot, kick it as hard as you can, yeah. and score. Like that's mm. that the kind of penalty I like. But stopping and keep and 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 forcing, I don't like that penalty. But with Jorginho, it seems like he has perfected the penalty. I think even Bruno Bruno Fernandez doesn't even take penalties like that anymore. Mm. Now he has changed. Bruno Fernandez but, doesn't take penalties anymore. Full stop. It doesn't it doesn't matter which way <laughs> does it? <laughs> the master, the master of penalties is there. He can't take it. He yeah. can't take penalties. We're undefeated now. Yeah. yeah, we know who won the Georgie Bruno test penalty test. Yeah. <laughs> the one has lasted longer. Yeah, My favorite, yeah, yeah. like of any style, is Aspies. To be honest, I don't think I can remember him missing one because he just does this cool thing where he just plants the ball on the floor, like slams it on the ground at the spot. Yeah. marches back and then just puts it into the top corner like I've seen we've seen time and time again it's just no nonsense just absolute commitment and it just summarizes him as a person really as well so I wish everyone I wish all our players could do it but I'll take George yeah. mixing up as well yeah it's just how it's just the thing is that as long as he doesn't miss we don't yeah. we don't have any problems yeah as <laughs> well we, we we we'll talk about it and mm. And he, he even changed his style when he when he started missing. Yeah. He changed the style when he started missing. I think he has practiced and practiced and he has got he has got better at this again. Because mm. that's that's what he was doing in his former team. That's what he was doing before he came to Chelsea. He was scoring penalties like that. So I think that 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 is the best way he can take them. He doesn't he doesn't yeah. like the way like the way I don't like that kind of penalties. He also doesn't like the other kind of penalties. So mm. well to be fair, he's done I think the past couple have all been hop skips. And jumps all that but he has like this season he has scored a couple of ways just done it normally just have changed it up so but yeah i know what you mean that like for the second one i was really stressed 
yeah. that he wasn't gonna they was gonna miss it because yeah. it was 94th minute, he's been playing the whole game, he's probably not particularly tired, or he's not particularly energetic. He's definitely, yeah, it's it's a really tense well, yeah, tense moment. But the fact he did it is just testament to him really and his mentality, really. Yeah. So glad he did it. But yeah, it, it, thinking a bit more of his other midfield partner in Loftus Cheek, it it's a I think because a lot of people will blame the defense and rightly so to some to some respect, not just in this game, but for the Zenit game. But it seems like it's not, it's about how the midfield or those two midfielders really need to cover that defense and offer or and be there for the or to help out with defense when needed. And it doesn't seem like it was clear that we missed Georgie on um midweek, I think we didn't. It was Sal Barkley. But then today you started Georgie, but Loftus Sheik just doesn't like he's there in terms of he, he's he's sorry Loftus Sheik, but he's not really, I mean, he's playing deeper, and as a result, it seems like he's just not making like he's not doing the things that Kovacic does in a way I don't know it's hard to describe but it's just he doesn't quite make the right passes I don't know if you can it might go mad I understand I understand what you're saying and I think that 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 is the that is the result of him second guessing his passes sometimes Mm. because sometimes you see that there's a clear catcher pass he can make then he 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 makes too many chances too many um too many uh, um, steps or too many things, yeah. and then and that chance is blocked, and then he has to make a, a, a another another chance, mm-hmm. and that's where the issue is. For me, I think his defense, his his midfield work is very very good. He's good at maintaining possession. He's good at holding the ball. He's good at even wriggling his way out, like what Kovacic does, wriggling his way out mm-hmm. of difficult situations. He's very good at doing that. But I think his offensive work is what um, I have an issue with because. Today there were two instances where he could have easily taken shots, but yeah. he passed then passed it to the left or passed it to the right. Hmm. The Loftus Cheek in the past wouldn't have done that. Loftus Cheek would have taken that shot. He would, would have yeah. attempted, but nowadays he's more he's more concerned in laying the ball off to somebody else hmm. and taking the shot himself. I know his role has changed um, um, from the Sari time where he was playing much more up the field, but even. You are you are able to move towards that side. So even, even when you get to that place, the fact that you already have that skill, you should be able to take those shots. You be able to take players on. You should be able to make the right passes at least. So I think that's the issue with him. He he, he it seemed like he had gained his confidence back, and he has. But I think the offensive, the offensive ability, yeah. the offensive needs a lot of training. He needs to yeah. uh, improve. And it's what we kind of miss as well. Like we we miss someone who can take long range shots. And we need someone. I mean, pretty much the past couple of weeks for me have really turned me around in terms of buying a new or player to kind of play alongside or or compete with Georgie Kante and Kovacic. But for now, I, I, right now I'm just. I mean, before I was kind of a rice skeptic, not a skeptic, just a he'd be very expensive, and I don't know whether it's the best use of the money. But now, now I just don't care. I just want someone. I just want two or many or rice. Just one of them. Just just put them in there, because at the end of the day, I love to like. I love him, of course, because he's just such. His qualities are great, and he's like he, he's such a tank, but he's also a great dribbler. But it's just I don't. I always under sorry he was used further forward because he was part of a three. 
he could get yeah. forward more and he would be more threatening and he would score goals. And he would like he even scored a long range goal against Brighton, I think it was in that season. But this season, he just doesn't. I mean, it's not like he's not completely getting in those situations. It's just he doesn't. Yeah, doesn't really seem to want or have that attacking drive, which I think made him such an attractive player under the Sari time, particularly because he was. He was dribbling, but not just in the middle. He was dribbling the final third, like getting past players and just made him such fun to watch. So it is a shame, but it's still, it's, be, it's better than how he was playing under Lampard, in fairness. Because do, do you remember when he came back uh, from the injury? And then it was, I think it was um, lockdown or pretty much lockdown football. And people did not want Loftus-Cheek anywhere near the team. It was really, it was a really losing, difficult time. Was losing almost every ball that he got. Yeah. And he was having. I, I think. I think with with that, it was always going to be. There was always going to be a confidence issue. Any player coming from a long term injury is going to have a confidence issue yeah. because he doesn't want to get injured anymore. He was. We we are forgetting that he was very young when he got that injury. Um. The same with Callum. Callum was very young when he got the injury. So, even Rudiger, Rudiger's long term injury when he came back. He wasn't playing like the really guy with me, and then and then he, he later on he picked up uh, form again. I think with injuries, when somebody comes back, it's he didn't have a good time at Fulham. Fulham was very very his for me his performance at Fulham was very very bad. But for some reason, when he came back, I don't know what Tuchel said to him. I don't know what the way Tuchel trains with him, but it seems like he's gotten back to at least almost close to the way he was in the past. So hopefully, he improves, but. The offensive work really, really needs really needs uh, improvement. Yeah, because we could have scored more today, really. I mean, I'm, I'm th- thinking about the other attackers. I mean, Reese James didn't really. I mean, I I thought he was good. To be honest. I don't really, I can't remember anything specifically like amazing he did in the game, which is kind of speaks about the standards that we have for him nowadays because he's just kicking ass so much <laughs> in the, the matter he plays against. But I thought it was it was pretty solid. Couldn't really have done much more than, than he did, really. Just, but do you have anything to add before I kind of we can talk a bit more about the front three, I guess? Yeah, if one thing we can talk about Vena too. Vena was completely yeah. <laughs> Vena was completely lost throughout the whole game. I think that in the first half, him and Alonso were frustrating a bit because they were making the right passes, but I don't know. And the in the the final one to get to have it was always off. Mm. As always, I've always thought, I don't know why they were, they were doing that. Or sometimes they take it backwards. Then I was taking it backwards a lot. Um, Alonso was taking it backwards a lot. But in the second half, like I told you, I told you before we started, I forgot, I forgot for 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 a huge chunk of the half that Ben was even playing the second half yeah. because everything was happening on the right, nothing was happening on the left, and Ben was also stuck on the left, and Harvest was coming yeah. more to the yeah. right side. So I don't know. It's it's like. <laughs> He had a very, very good performance at, um, against Zenit, so we thought that was going mm. to trickle down. But I don't know, the Premier League and the Champions League for different mentalities, different ball games. So, but yeah, and, and Lukaku coming on very late was also very, very bad. Like, I'm, I'm saying right now, I didn't even realize that Werner was playing in the second half. And Lukaku should have come on way, way earlier. He should have come on way earlier. Probably him and Werner could have played together. Or him and Harvest would have played together, but I don't know. It, it came on very, very late. But uh, Tuku's cool substitution sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes he gets it on point, and then sometimes to like today, 
it was it was all over the place. It's taking us we off, bringing Christensen on, and it, it just made the whole thing. Yeah, it was a bit unnecessary, really. Like bringing on Christensen, it was just a waste of an attacking sub, really. When you can bring on, I think Pulisic was on the bench. Yeah. Uh, Ziyech yeah. was on the bench. I thought this game would be great for Ziyech, to be honest. We were playing loads of cutbacks as well. Uh, and yeah, I thought he really could have helped with finding a, or unlocking, finding some great passes. But yeah, it just it didn't really make that much sense to me. But then again, I mean, compare, comparing Werner in this game to Zen, it seems like first you think, oh, why, he looked like a totally different player today. But in fairness, I mean, because I didn't catch all of the Zenit game, I'm not sure, but all his, his goals and assists didn't come from the left. He, he was in the centre or he was on the right. So, yeah. And he was playing more as like a, was, I guess, a free role, but more of a striker. Whereas in this game, he's he's got to play with Havertz and Havertz is the mate, is the striker and Werner instead is running off the left. And it's, so you could say it was a different role or different kind of team that you're playing against. But also, I don't think he plays, like whenever he's got to play on the left, like he's got to stay on the left. I don't think him and Alonso would particularly go well together because Alonso, it seems re- particularly recently, Alonso is trying to get in behind for some weird reason, even though he's not very fast. He's the one trying to kind of get really wide, sprint down the touchline when, yeah, that's kind of where Werner should be playing. So I, I just don't think, yeah, Alonso and Werner partic- attacking on the left particularly go that well together. So, yeah, it's... I think, I think, I think we get the best from... Werner, if Lukaku plays, and we get the best of Lukaku and Werner plays. So you're right. Like, yeah, we need to we need to figure out how to use them both together in a, in a, in the team. Because if that clicks, and I've been saying for a very long time, if that clicks, mm. we'll be we'll have one of the most deadliest yeah. attacks. Because Werner is very very good at at uh, uh, running with the ball, finding himself in very good positions, taking defenders off. Lukaku, because when Lukaku is playing alone, even when he came in, you could you could see the same thing that was happening against Zenit when we're playing Zenit. The same thing happened today because when he gets the ball, three players are around him, three, two, three, two, all the time around him because they know how dangerous he is. But you don't get the same thing with Werner, and Werner is able to run around, but just that this goal scoring is where he also lacks. So he he's able to take away those defenders whenever. He's playing with Lukaku. He's able to make Lukaku go in more, sure. and he's able. So, I, I don't know. I feel. I, I feel like that is where the that is where our key is in attack. If the two of them can like Tuko can figure out a way. I'm not. I'm not Tuko. I'm not paid the money he's paid. I, I. I can't think in terms of football like football terms, <laughs> like uh, the way he thinks. But he has to. I, I think he has to try and make that work. I think it was working. It was working a bit before they all, they both went injured. It was working. Yeah, it, it was. was. I remember so, like a couple of games, a good couple of games where they were both playing well. And but and Lukaku is what it was other than that one goal. He's not scored pretty much since um, they both did get injured. So yeah. he's only scored one goal since coming back. And yeah, and even um, he he had he had like a. Uh, a two-game drought or a three-game drought not scoring before he even got injured, so it's 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 also very yeah. worrying. To be honest, like with Lukaku, yeah, he's hundred million pound man, but I'm fine to give him the season to just as I did with Werner. Just to, like I think most people will say the same, really, 
give them the season to adjust and adapt to get into this team as well. It's no one's able in this team to score heaps of goals. So it's it's, it's definitely not an easy task. So yeah, but I do agree with you though. Habit, oh, sorry, Werner Lukaku is it just covers all the bases really. It's got your hold of play, pace, power, great finishing on your right and left foot. It's it should work, but it just it, right now it's we're still kind of sussing it out with all the rest of our players and players like Mount kind of still getting I mean I think Mount has looks like he has a good relationship and or not a good relationship but just good chemistry with Lukaku and today yeah. we didn't really see it because Lukaku didn't really come on but in general I thought Mount was just he's just been on fire recently I mean he's, he's getting back to the standard that he had set last season and could probably say exceeding that standard I mean through three goals in consecutive Premier League games or consecutive nah messed up my words <laughs> three goals in as many games for Mason Mount that's what I'm trying to say but yeah it's you love to see it from him though like right I was about to say stat padding but getting the stats up <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I mean like he's he's constantly saving us I, it's a shame that the goal he scored against West Ham um in the end, it didn't really matter because, yes, because yeah. we lost, but that goal was fantastic. And the way he performed, he has performed so far. I think from Watford, even against United, it was good. Watford, then um, West Ham, Zenith, then now he, he's been he's been on top form. And he's been easily our, be, our best player. Players have had good games in and out, but him, yeah. Yeah, he, has had, he has had constant um, good games throughout. And like, I don't know why people, some people, I know the number is the number is uh, decreasing per, per game, but I don't know why people still criticize him for no reason. I don't know why they, people still don't like him or some Chelsea fans don't like him, but he's clearly, he's clearly our best player right now. He, he's clearly our best player. And the team where you have Lukaku, you have Werner, you have Havertz, you have Ziyech, you have Thiago Silva, and you have Kante, and Mount is currently our best player. Like, it's, it's, it's very, very good. It's very good. Like uh, he, his performance, even the goal today, the way he took it was very, very good. I, I felt like things were not clicking for him that much in the uh, first half. Things were not clicking for him. Like him and um, was it Havertz or so? Yeah, it wasn't really clicking well because the, that that Leeds defense was very, very, very tight. We didn't have a chance. We didn't, I don't think we had a chance in the first half before the goal uh, came. Proper chance in the first half before the before the goal came, and. That one of the best chances we got, he, he buried it. Yeah, so that's what we get from him. He doesn't miss chances. He scores them. And yeah, he's he's he said, and the work he does in defense too is also is, is also taken for granted sometimes because he runs up and down the pitch, he goes back to defend, he wins possession, starts attacks, and I think today he played full the full ninety, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. Tireless is a is a tireless and a hardworking player. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That we do. We're just not the same without him, and he just gives that. I mean, just saying it for ages, and it's the same. He gives the directness, and it seems like in December, January time, he's really the only, the only player really that just wants to stand up and be counted. So, I mean, it was exactly the same last year under the tricky period under Lampard, and it seems like it is now. So it's because he's consistent. He's consistent. Exactly. He's one of the few consistent players that we have. Yeah. So he's there. He's there one hundred percent every time. 
and we're going to need them to be with uh, with tricky fixtures coming up and all that. But before we kind of get on to what's next for us and the funny memes that I've been seeing on Twitter about our fixtures, I think it was it just wanted to mention the very hilarious time wasting and that was going on at the end after Leeds got that equaliser to make it two two. And then a couple of their players were going down with very minor knocks or injuries. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, we were getting pretty fed up with that until Antonio Rudiger gets fouled for the penalty. <laughs> and then we score. And then we start time. We, I, think I remember it, it was in the literally as, just before the whistle was blown. We probably spent about three minutes in their bottom right, in the bottom right corner of the pitch. <laughs> And I think I think yeah. my, I think I was, I was watching it with my I think it was my sister or something like that and and she came in when it was ninety six it was I think it was five minutes either or like six minutes yeah. or something so she came when it was like fifth minute and then she, when she went to the kitchen she spent some time they came back and she was like the game is still not over and I said yes doesn't hasn't left the the corner sleeping. <laughs> 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 If it comes in, it goes out. It comes in, it goes out. And I think yeah. the referee can whistle when the ball is out, right? It has to yeah. be in. It has yeah. to be in. Yeah, so that's 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 the problem. I'm sure if it went out and came in and went out and came in, we'd have been there for another, another 10 minutes at least. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And yeah, we, we time wasted. Just the fact that we time wasted after they time wasted us is, is too sweet. Yeah. And then at the end, got some, I think Rudiger was fighting with um, Junior Furpo. I think it was their left back, and then that just everyone comes over. Then they blew the whistle. Then they continue a bit more, and then yeah. it was funny. The only thing I remember Kai Havertz doing in the whole of this game, like I think it seemed like we're trying to long ball everything to him, and nothing was sticking to him. But the only time he was properly solid was at the very end, where he went head up against um, one of their centre backs and just kind of tried yeah, yeah. to stare him in the eyes, uh, <laughs> like not a head but like just went into him and. Yeah, that was the only thing I remember Kai doing this whole game was just getting, uh, just getting worked up by them at the very end. Yeah, but 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 I think Kai was pretty good in the game. I don't think he had a bad game. I don't even think he had mm. he had a great game like like that. But he had a couple of shots I thought where he didn't quite look like they got blocked. I think. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but so there's not much else you really could have done. But at the same time, yeah, he could he could have taken the shots a bit earlier, but. Yeah, bit of dodgy game for him, but well, sorry, not dodgy, but just a unlucky, I guess, to some extent, because he couldn't get the shots off. But yeah, and I think they, they were they were mark, they, they they did well in marking him out of the mm. game. Mm. He, he he was able to get he was able to get like some good passes in. He was able to get some. He was able to win certain 50 chances and dribble certain players and stuff like that. But I don't think in the final ten that penalty box, they were always. Um, crowding him out, they were always crowding him out, getting the ball away from him. But I, 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 I don't think he had a bad game. I don't, yeah. I, I don't also think he had a good game too. I think he was just in between. But he had a better game. Than <laughs> <laughs> he had a better, he had a better game than who so? Who but he had a better game than Werner. So yeah, I true, exactly. He, could, he at least he did something. He at least went up to the guy and made him look a bit. But they got it taken off before him. He didn't get his chance. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I th- I think we're kind of we've we're going to run down of the of the game. Do you think there's anything else that has escaped our escaped our wrath before we kind of talk about what's come, what's to come now? 
I don't think so. I think I think it's I think yeah. it's we, we I think we're good. <laughs> we won. Yeah. Okay. We can talk about the table at least. I mean, it's just nice that we managed to stay up, um, stay in touch at least with City and Liverpool because it seems just their form is just ridiculous. They win every single. They, they've won. Both teams have won their past five Premier League games. Just great form. Yeah. Um, we're in. I mean, all Chelsea fans know we're in such a dodgy patch right now, but. Still, we're only two, still only two points behind, and hopefully with players coming back like Kante and Kovacic, and players coming back into form. Fingers crossed. Touch wood, Lukaku. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's we just got to hang in there. I think I'm not going to give up on the title just yet because even in, I mean, not title winning seasons because in title winning seasons we lose like a game or so in December, but it's. I still hold out that we can give Liverpool City a run for the money, but maybe just not quite reach them. It's just, maybe that's just wishful thinking. It really does depend on how we bounce back for the rest of this month and next, really. Yeah, I think I think the level that City and Liverpool are, are on is insane. It's insane, really. Mm. And, but we're also moving at our pace. We're also moving yeah. at, at, at a good pace. I think our side is more defensive than their sides. Mm. Their sides are more like the flashy, take control of the game, take mm. like 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 score goals. Because Liverpool, yeah. I think Liverpool now has like forty-five goals scored or something like that, which is insane because they score, they, they score a lot. So they are the they are like what's perceived as the informed teams like Man City and Liverpool because they are scoring a lot, but we are also winning our games. We are also yeah. winning our games. We've scored more than Man City, to be fair, and it's like yeah. it's just a bit of a surprise, but it's just you know, it's, it's we have not really that. I'm looking at it right now, and and uh, City has twelve wins, Liverpool has eleven wins. We also have eleven wins. City has two draws. Liverpool has four draws, and we also have, we have three draws. Uh, yeah. City has two losses. Liverpool has one loss. We have two losses, so the difference is not really that. It's not that much, it's, no. It's not that much, but it seems like they are the ones who are that like the flashier teams. We are not. We are not flashy. I, I'm not no. going to call Chelsea. We no. go there. We. <laughs> We're not dirty Leeds. We're dirty Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> we we do what we have to do to win. We go there yeah. and try and, and and be very defensive and attack on the counter and. And like we win, we win the games. That's what that's what matters. We win, and we, we were able to keep clean sheets until recently, and which is really really bad. And we have to continue. Yeah. We have to we have to go back to that uh, that level again. We we want to see want to see the Chelsea admin use that many many post again, that many tweet again. <laughs> we have to retweet it because I remember when whenever we got a clean sheet, then they retweet the many tweets of him. <laughs> We haven't been able to retweet it in three days, yeah. three, four games now. Yeah, it's great. every game since my United, which is yeah, crazy. they broke us. They broke our defense, man. We need to ret- we, we want a refund back. We want a return policy. We need to take it to Apple Care and just and get it get it wrapped up. Or no. We just have to focus on winning. We just have to yeah. focus on winning games. And we, we play them very early to next year. I think we play we play we play Liverpool in on second February, I think. And no, second January, I think. Yeah. And then um Man City, City I think as well. I think it's also in January as well. So it's the game after. 
like five days is five or oh, sorry no it's two weeks so yeah literally we could just bumble along just try and just win we don't have to win well but then beat Liverpool and City and then and then we can easy we can, we can, yeah. <laughs> and we're in the Premier League we can focus on other things and make sure we don't we don't mess up yeah. So that's 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 the focus now, and then we have to we have to win our games. The games are coming up are, are difficult. Imagine them to me. After yeah. We have Everton next, and after Everton we have who? Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. Like Away teams. as well. Yeah. yeah. It's difficult. And th- those teams are very good at smelling blood, especially when they're when there's crisis at the club when yeah. when the, the form is 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 a little bit. Um, um, here and there, yeah. uh, they are they're able to smell blood, and when they, they smell know how blood, to rock our boats. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we just need, we just need to, we just need to focus. We just need to focus. Like sometimes, like that's our problem. Our problem we don't focus enough, and then there's an issue. Then one mistake that we conceded. Yeah. So we just have to focus control. And then there's one thing too that we do that we don't like. I've never liked it under Tuchel, and now it's it's getting it's getting worse because. I noticed that whenever we score, we, we we tend to reduce the momentum. Yeah, and then that that is what gives the other team, uh, um, um, they they it keeps them motivated or it gives them that uh, um, will to press more. And we don't want that. Like if we score, we should be able to continue that momentum. We should be able to press. And like and like in this game, the first half, we were we were when we equalized. We were able to press and press and press. And then the second half we came and we started the second half the same way we started the first half. Started very, very slow, started very, very relaxed. We got our goal and then we relaxed the game. And then I don't like I don't know why we continue doing that. I, I, I don't know whether it's because we want to protect the lead. Yes, we want to protect the lead, but we, we can continue to press as well instead of exactly. passing the ball backwards and then holding them holding the ball in the midfield. But yeah, like I don't know. We we need to you wouldn't see that from City or Liverpool. No, you no, no, no. When they score, they want more goals. They don't. They don't relax on one. They want mm. more goals, and we should do that. But I don't know why we don't do that. And that that cost us against and it yeah. nearly cost us against uh, um, uh, Leeds today as well. So yeah. it's ref- yeah. it's reflected in things like when we we go up ahead and then we, we sub Christensen on. Like what is the point? You're not adding an extra defender because you're taking off Aspi. It makes no sense. Like like we said beforehand, bring on Lukaku earlier instead. And yeah, it just makes I I can't I can't explain it to be honest. I really don't know why you just we just back off instead of just keep playing because there's no reason why we can't. Because that switch is is clearly there because when they go ahead when it hits, sorry. Once we went ahead to make it two one, we stop. Yeah. We and then stop. then they score and then we start again again. It just, it's just it doesn't make sense. No, it makes so why no don't sense. Why don't you just continue instead of forcing? Exactly right. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh yeah, we can't but, afford to. But you can, but you can, like 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 you can see that it's, it's an instruction from Tuko. I think it's something that Tuko told them to do and it's something that they are doing. But because they, they switch when we are behind and then they switch. When we are leading, so I think it has to change from there, and then the players yeah. also get sure. And yeah, we can't afford to do that next. I mean, we know that Everton this year, they're not the it's not the typical Everton that we know, in that their, their form is pretty dire. They've lost to, I mean, 
I should, no, I'm talking out of my bottom. Everton, just be Arsenal. <laughs> oh man, um, I think that I think that game they could have they could have won by more. Richarlison yeah. had goals disallowed by mm. Pierre. I think even in the end he tweeted hat trick, and then he was holding the ball to that hat trick. So <laughs> yeah, because he had three he had three goals, two of them offside. Yeah, yeah. so it, it does seem it, that's the thing that like it, the Everton always talk, that's the, like Everton they they never just. I never see Everton turn up and make it easy for us. I can't remember. Probably the last time they ever, that happened was years ago. I mean, the 5-0 win in 2016-17. But ever since, it's always been a bit difficult to do. Actually, no. Lampard, he won 4-0 uh, just before we went to lockdowns. He won 4-0 against Everton and Billy Gilmore was man of the match. That was probably the last time where we've just wiped the floor with them. But ever since, it's just been it's, it's been difficult. So, yeah, it's I, I never know what to, I, I don't really know what to expect, and but we can at least expect a little bit of. Well, I'm just going <laughs> against myself, but yeah, it's going to be it, it'll be difficult for sure, no matter if it's a good Everton team or a mere Everton team that turns up. But if it, if that Demar Gray is starting though, if he is starting, it's yeah. something to think about for sure. At least he plays off the left. So Alonso is safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. But he, he he's very, very dangerous. One of he's I think he's been one of their better players this season. And he I think he's the reason why Charleston also plays very well as well, because he's able to feed him um, um, crosses and passes and, and even he himself also comes with four goals. So it's it's, it's dangerous. He was dangerous when he was at Leicester, and then now at um, Everton, he's, he's taking a bigger role to us well yeah. than when he was at Leicester. So it's gonna. It's like I don't know with these teams, I can never really predict because sometimes yeah. they can turn up, and then the way we play now, even if we score the first goal, I'll still know. I'll still not know the outcome yeah. of the game until until we add yeah. a second one. It's never that. easy. It's not easy anymore for us now. We don't win. We don't do comfortable wins now. 2-1 yeah. or 3-2 or 3-3. Three, three. Nothing else now. <laughs> it's after it's it's all a conspiracy theory. It's after they were Chelsea went to Russia and Rome was like, oh, you're making it too easy. You're making the games too boring. So you gotta win more entertain more entertaining for me. So yeah, concede two or three in every single game, but win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exactly how it's, it's weird. I, I remember seeing I remember seeing some episodes ago that um we don't really we don't really look like you're afraid of any any team when, when we are playing but now it looks like we're afraid of everybody afraid of everybody everybody that we play against we are we are worried we are, we are worried that they might take something from us they might take a point they might take a win or something from us but yeah yeah i i just want us to go back to that that time where our form our form our form table was green all throughout all wins green throughout and now there's green there's ash there's red because it's <laughs> lost. <laughs> so, oh. so I, I don't want it to happen and it's like you said it's December hopefully when we only leave the month and go into January. Yeah we'll, we'll new year and 2022 will be our year <laughs> <laughs> next year's our year December is not that remind yeah, it does remind me just to always bet against Chelsea in December because more than likely 
we are we'll we'll do badly <laughs> but it's all right we, we're, we're not even halfway through the month yet we, we can still turn it around and make it a good christmas or festive period for chelsea it's not it's not too late so yeah but yeah i think that that pretty much covers everything we've got for chelsea right now and the fun state of affairs that we're in you think can you think of anything else or before we kind of well i'll wrap up a little i i i absolutely love this game yes. so I love this kit. I wish next season they add another yellow. They bring another yeah. yellow kit. But this one is good. I was I was thinking I was thinking of getting the the uh, third kit, but I don't know. I'm yeah. still waiting. It's a great reminder as well of our, of the because uh, we haven't played in it that much. It's just a great reminder of the um, Leicester the three 0 The when yeah, we played yeah. in the yellow kit, it's like just. Good times, and it is amazing. Honestly, I, 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 I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> I really, really want one of those as well because it's, it's just beautiful. It's really nice. Yeah. Like, it's clean. It's, yeah, it is really nice. So yeah, definitely. I, I, I would say that right now something about our sponsors, but we don't have a kit up sponsor right now. I don't think. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Right, I think we're gonna. That's gonna be a wrap for this episode of the podcast. We'll definitely have, you'll have, us both of us back, and hopefully my fellow ghost in, in Mohammed's bit back as well. He couldn't make it tonight with some undisclosed issues, <laughs> but yeah, he'll be back. I'm sure for the weekend, and yeah, really looking forward to hopefully covering a Chelsea win on talking about Everton, and yeah, really looking forward to the next one. Thank you so much, Amat, for coming on. It's always a pleasure when it's like when it's the three of us or just us two. It's always so easy to to be the host and to pod, to do this because you make it you're just such a great guest and host as usual. So yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next one. And yeah, have a good one. Have a good week. Thank you.